The Morning Huddle with David Hurlbut. Weekday mornings at 8. Hey, where did we go? 8.31 in the morning. Maury Latimer Volkman will join us in one moment. Folks, uh, this is the understatement of the day. Everyone's favorite time of the year is right around the corner. I mean, who doesn't love fall and, and football? It's back. Look, I told you at the beginning of the show, two weeks from today, we'll be talking about, you know, an NFL football game. To celebrate f- football's 101st year, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting new users in the center of the action with a free $101 bet when they place a bet on the Kansas City versus Houston Thursday night game. That should be fun. This touchdown of a deal is only available for 101 hours. So get in on the action now. You heard us, folks. DraftKings is giving us all new users a free bet of $101 once they sign up and place a bet of $10 or more on the Kansas City-Houston game. If you are new to DraftKings Sportsbook, head to the app now to check out all of the great promotions and odd boosts that they are offering. DraftKings Sportsbook is safe, secure, reliable, located right here in the U.S. of A., so it's easy to deposit and withdraw your funds, your money at your convenience. Here's what you do. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use that promo code MHS to get a free $100, $101 bet to use once you place a bet on the first football game of the season. Don't forget the promo code MHS to get your free $101 bet for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Other terms and conditions and restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Here's the number as always. 1-800-522-4700. Man, I am pumped for football to come back. I know my next guest is too. She is, uh, let's see, what what is she doing now? Let me imagine. She's on the tennis court or maybe on the golf course. Um, <laughs> yeah, Lori, where, where are you right now? Good morning, my friend. <laughs> I am actually in Tybee Island, Georgia today. Okay. Are you okay yeah. with all the storms down there? Yes, we so you know this this round thank goodness is going going to into the Gulf and not along the Atlantic. So we we haven't been touched at all. So but I'm helping a friend move um stuff. So I've been working hard already this morning, David. Oh. Well, <laughs> write that down. Um <laughs> <laughs> I love our give and take. Listen, two weeks from today, you and I will be talking about maybe thoughts on the Chiefs-Texans game. How how pumped are you? I When you said that in the opening, I was like, wow, that's right. Two weeks. It's been so odd because we had such a long off season with nothing to talk about. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's like training camp season. I'm like, whoa, what? I don't know. So it's, just, it's bizarre. And there's no preseason to kind of get into that, so you're right. right. I'm, I'm excited, though. You know, like I, I do hope. I worry a little bit. We, I feel like we've seen a few more injuries, which was to be expected, given that they hadn't, you know, kind of warmed up or eased into their to their football time. So I hope those first couple of weeks of games, we, you know, everybody stays healthy. Yeah, I know. Uh, you're right. Without much hitting, without preseason games. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see how uh, the athletes respond and, of course, how sloppy the game is or if the game's pretty tight. But, look, I'll take football one way or another. 
Uh, I, I'm not complaining. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> they could play flag football and it'd be like, woohoo. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Steve Atwater says he's uh, excited for this Broncos team and he's the most excited he's been in years. Uh, what are your yeah. thoughts on that? Or do you echo his thoughts? Um, I do. I mean, it's funny. I think someone commented on that article that, you know, did Steve forget about 2015? And I'm like, see, the, here's the great thing about being a Broncos fan is when we say it feels like it's been years, it's only, you know, it's been less than five right. <laughs> since we've had a good season, which not every team has been able to say, even, you know, even like a team that the Chiefs who are on top right now, I mean, they went decades before, you know, really having good seasons. So, we're not used to this, and it just feels so. It does feel like so long ago that we had a good team, and I think part of it is there's always this optimism this time of year, and then when you're really looking forward to it, and you just won the Super Bowl, and you're thinking you're gonna be back on top, and you you know you're not even close, and then you go farther and farther down, it just it feels even worse. So I think that the excitement is is genuine. And and I do think that it's, like, when you listen to Steve talk, it's pretty cool. He's like, I may have been exaggerating in the past when I was excited, but I am legit excited this year about the offense. And so that bodes well. I mean, when you have somebody like that who's paying attention to camp every day, he feels like the quarterback and the receivers have kind of are even ahead of where the offense was at this time in training camp last season, which mm-hmm. is saying a lot because it's all a bunch of young guys versus veterans. Um, maybe that has something to do with Pat Shermer's offense. I think it obviously has a lot to do with Drew Locke. Um, Jerry Judy is seemingly kind of light years ahead of where you expect rookie receivers to be, and Cortland Sutton is just now such a strong leader that it, you can't help but be like – really excited and it's you got I always tell myself to you know remember those especially like you just said those first couple of games may be a little sloppy (laughs) right right you gotta remind yourself that that's okay but either way I what's exciting to me is I think we're looking at years of building and being better every you know and, and improving and having winning seasons rather than just hoping it's a building year a rebuilding year right. to get back into the mix Absolutely. We're talking with Lori Latimer, Volkman, editor at milehighreport.com, a great website for everything Broncos. Um, Philip Lindsay, he always seems to find a way to keep that chip on his shoulder. He just does not want to, you know, uh, give up his starting position, does he? I mean, you just, you see him flattening, uh, you know, DBs and drills. Um, (laughs) As far as he's concerned, Melvin Gordon doesn't have it locked up. What are your thoughts on Lindsay and, and that running back, you know, splitting time and, and so forth down there. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. I honestly, well, I love it for one. I love his, um, who I think I forgot which player called, I think it was D'Amato Pecco called him bulldog. And he, he is like that. I think that is the perfect description for him. Yeah. Or Pitbull. It was Pitbull. That's better. Yep. That's it. Yeah. Like he's just, he is such a fighter. Right. And, and I think, 
he's kind of got the perennial chip on his shoulder, and I, which I, you can never underestimate. And I think he'll, it, it just works to his advantage to make that, you know, make something a chip for him to fight all the time. I, I don't know if you watched any of the uh, last dance with Michael Jordan this summer. Oh, but, gosh, this, yes. So if you recall, you know, Michael Jordan talked a lot about this. Like he would, he would create things to get mad about just so he had that edge. Yeah. And so, you know, cause I think we laugh sometimes in our chat room about how every year in the, in the off season, you get those quotes that are like, you know, I just got a chip on my shoulder. I got to, you know, no one, everyone, you know, discounts me and blah, blah, blah. And you kind of get tired of it. <laughs> you think, what? you know, you, you, you're on an NFL team. Like you, clearly people think you, you've got some talent, but I think players do that. You know, Chris Harris Jr., he was at the top of his game, and he was still talking about that because that helps you maintain that edge. And I think Lindsey, of all people, you know, I mean, he, he is still kind of fighting for that, you know, legitimacy in the NFL. You know, he'll be fighting for a, a really good contract once this one runs out. But, you know, being undrafted, being a small guy, being in a position that tends to be taken for granted, I think, in the NFL – He's he's gonna need to have that edge just to always be at the top and you know be one of the guys taken seriously and so I love it because whether it's whether he's creating it or whether it's really there it get, it makes him tougher and the second thing I was gonna say is I I think we need to get away from this idea in the NFL that you always have a number one and number two running back I mean coaches will kind of say that but I actually think it's true when you look at the offenses you need to have two strong running backs and it's great when they have different skill sets because that will throw off the defense. And so I really think that the offense this year will look at Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay as whether they're both number one or there's a number one and two, cause you have to do some sort of, you know, artificial depth chart. They're both going to contribute and they're both going to be needed. So mm-hmm. that's a, I don't, to me, it doesn't really even matter. I realize to them it probably does, but I think Philip Lindsay is you know, he's going to do his thing and Melvin Gordon's going to do his thing and we're going to need them both and it's going to be great. Uh yeah, you're talking about the last dance. I mean, Michael Jordan when uh George Carl, of course we know him here in Denver, when he walks by Jordan in a uh, in a restaurant doesn't say hello when the Bulls are playing yeah. the uh Seattle SuperSonics in the uh, NBA Finals. And of course they're both Carolina guys and you know, George Carl is thinking, "Okay, it's all business right now. I'll just I'll just leave the restaurant and, and George says, Oh, so that's how it's going to be. All right. Now I'm going to go yeah. out and crush you. <laughs> I know. I know. I think like, I loved how Jordan admitted that he would, he would actually, you know, kind of create this, you know, whatever sort of issue in his mind, just because he knew that would help him get angry and turn it into, you know, <laughs> 60 points on the court. Yeah, Exactly. Now that that he's a different type of cat, that dude. He he's on another level. <laughs> uh, Lord, he is, but have, it's 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 a great you know insight into the the psychology of an athlete. You have to do that to yourself to stay at the top for so long. Yes, no, the great ones do. And look, it affected Vaughn Miller too. He he mentioned the last dance. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I which I I'm so glad. I was glad to read that because I was like. I've watched the series and had the same, not maybe the same impact that it had on Von Miller for the same reasons, but you just, when you can appreciate greatness and try to see how you fit into that, yeah, that, that, that is all going to be good for us. Can't you just picture Lori, who is a uh, 
a school teacher, Jake, you know, watching the last dance and, and teaching her students this fall. Oh, oh, you're not tucking in your shirt. So that's how it's going to be. Pop quiz, everybody. Pop quiz. Uh -huh. Books on the floor. Oh, I love that's it. Right. Uh, I have a student who's a Kansas City Chiefs fan this semester, and I'm like, oh, no, no oh, that's not going to work. Interesting. <laughs> little little side bet loser wears the other one's jersey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. All right, Lori, um, we got about 30 seconds to go. Anything else? Any other news or thoughts you have for us on the Broncos before we let you go from, for a wonderful weekend? Well, I would just say, um, since it was all the news yesterday because they didn't have practice, I I know it's tough for a lot of fans to – to understand all that's going on and watch your teams not practice, especially when we need all these practice times. But I, I would encourage everyone to read the statement from the Broncos. I loved that they did it together, which I always liked this summer when the protests were going on. I do think the team cohesion and the leadership from our players bodes well for our play on the field. I think they're sticking together. The franchise is backing the players and I love to see, see how that's all they're all supporting each other and you don't see that at every franchise so we're very we're very fortunate no you would think you would at the professional level but you don't and chemistry and, and the locker room it, it's very important if you all hate each other and if you have a to in there you know breaking the you know two sides apart uh that doesn't yeah. make well for a good season thanks Lori. stay safe my friend you too talk to you next week you got it wow the nfl is around the corner i am pumped it's August 28th, folks. Come on back. One more segment on the Morning Huddle.